it kind of sucks that people figured out how good San Francisco was. That was the thing. Like when we moved out here in the '80s, you're like, does not nobody knows about this place? Of course. There, I mean, San Francisco has such a history. The hippies and and before that, right? I mean, such a history. But I don't think that you don't really know until you come here, right? Like sitting on the stoop in December drinking a beer and your shorts. I put this pair of shorts on in 1987 and I haven't taken them off. That was Mike Lynch, screen printer and owner of Babylon Burning. I'm Jeff and this is Storied San Francisco. Every week on this podcast, we bring you bartenders, musicians, artists, and other San Franciscans talking about living, working, and doing their thing here. It's a way to get to know your neighbors. Welcome to episode 47, part two. In this podcast, Mike talks about what it means to own his screen printing shop in Soma. These days, over on the other side of the neighborhood, robots are making coffee and burgers. But at Babylon Burning, a team of 10 or so screen printers work with a rainbow of inks to create hand-printed shirts for local businesses. Shameless self-promotion spoiler, they even made our shirts, trucker hats, and koozies. Anyway, here's Mike. I definitely want to touch on that, like the struggles of a small, you know, business. Because it, it this this climb that I've had since I've owned it since 1999. Um, like I said, we took off. Brian and I took off, and we've I've gone through everything. I've gone through the dot com burst. I've gone through the recession, and it only got better believe it or not like the dot-com one was just people stopped advertising a magazine so they got t-shirts to have walk-in billboards where they were spending 20 grand on you know in san francisco magazine or maybe that's a bad example but um of a you know a local magazine uh or even a no even like a high-end magazine like wired where they'd spend 20 grand to run ads now they'd have walking billboards for like three grand um so we actually did better and kind of the same thing in the recession people were like looking to save money on print and other things and then they went with t-shirts um but as great as it's been for the last 17 or so years last year was a little struggle i still haven't figured out what it is you know um uh, I just think it's the ch- changing San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I've really seen it change. And every time I'm like that grandpa, like, oh, the neighborhood's changing. I mean, these tech companies are doing a lot of work with me. But they're sort of fickle, too, and they can come and go. I've had a million of them. So that's why I have been in, and have been for the last, since it slowed down a little bit in in 2017, I've always pushed local. I've always said local. But not until I felt a little desperate or I felt a little crunch in my, you know, in my numbers that I'm like, I truly, <laughs> it's not just a word anymore, right? It's like if Everett Middle School and 826 and McSweeney's and um, Electric Works and the local bar next door and... Um, uh, if they're not printing with me, my doors are closed. They they really are. 
if Tornado um, is not printing with me, my doors are closed. Uh, it's true. It's so true. So, and then I think it's just a change in San Francisco, and and I praise San Francisco, even City Hall, for trying to save us. And and that's where a couple of years ago they came up with their legacy businesses, right? Trying to save small businesses in San Francisco. And once we heard about that, we jumped right on it. Um, and now we're a legacy business. We're actually the oldest screen printer in San Francisco now. Because the company I used to work for, Graphic Sportswear, were, uh, but then they left. They left to move down South San Francisco. So you're kind of caught between, as an artist, and definitely someone who supports artists, being on that side of, you know, the creativity and the expression. But then it's like, but also some of those tech companies are helping to to pay the bills and keep the doors open. They are. Not all, not exclusively. No. But I think but, that's part of the problem. Yeah. I got blindsided by that. You know, like I didn't know how much um, I was getting from a tech company, right? Um, and how much it was taking away from really like my local you know and i think of tech companies as local sort of some of them yeah well they're not all evil right no just no, like no. not all people are you know you can't no. it's a generalization it is and you know what we for even and it doesn't matter what kind of tech company there's always creatives in those companies and they always come here and they always love it and we always we i think help them we help them like you know, we try to have workshops here. We've been trying to do because we want to get those people that are creatives in those tech companies to come here, see what's here, you know, and make the most of their part at these at the at the businesses. Um, and you're right; those companies are keeping me open um, and letting me do the fun stuff. Yeah, and, and it's, even even if it was a company. I, I, the ones you've told me, like, are, it, this is not true for. It was like, even if it was a company that I wasn't crazy about, if I heard that they were printing with you, I'd be like, all right, hats off. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean that, that betrays my bias toward right. what you do, but it's like, no, but that is cool. That's, right. that's something, right? They're working with a local shop that. Yep. I tell them, you know, them. I, I let them know that. I thank them. I don't even think they, I, I don't know how they react to it because it's just through email, but I'm like, Thank you for supporting my small business. You know, without you, I'd be, you know, my doors would probably be closed. I don't know how they take that. Yeah. They're like, eh, whatever. Or they're like, wow, that's really great. That makes me feel really good. And it's true, you know. And you're also, they're also helping me, like we're saying, like, do this fun stuff. The gallery doesn't make anything. <laughs> I give 70% of the, um, uh, you know, 70% of the, cost to the artist we take 30 percent. it probably pays for the beer and the food and the entertainment maybe so i mean uh, we're not about making money off the gallery we're about it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to pay the artist i didn't do this art i just happen to have the space so as like i consider myself a local now to have been here for so long um yeah it has changed um uh, you know that the attitude is always going to be in San Francisco. 
Um, um, and I see it. It's funny. It really is changing, right? Like physically and somewhat, you know, the people. Like I grew up on Valencia Street, right? Like I know Valencia Street. We'd run Valencia Street and the Chatterbox and go across the street to the Crystal Pistol. And I, it was like I knew everyone. I knew everyone. And, and now I'm there. I almost feel like a tourist, right, on Valencia Street. And I don't even... And I really... Uh, going down Valencia Street, I'm kind of a little off balance because things aren't where they used to be, right? Things are bigger and smaller or not there. And, you know, there's landmarks that you always knew. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is the sidewalk bigger or smaller? Or <laughs> what's going on? Um, so, yeah, I, I don't... I don't like the increase in rents because it really is pushing out the true San Franciscans, you know. Um, it's happened. I mean, me being here for so long in the last, yeah, seven, eight years, I've just been hearing these horror stories, you know. Um, poster printing friend of mine, little Tuffy, just being pushed out. He's such a San Francisco guy. I mean, he's from somewhere else. I mean, most, it's very hard to find a native San Franciscan. You know, my wife is, well, she's from Hong Kong, but she moved here when she was five. But my kids, my kids are natives. There you go. Yes. Your friend, Daryl Lim. Oh, Daryl Lim is, is a native. Um, it's hard to find. There's a lot of transplants. Um, but uh, I consider myself, you know, I think that if you've been here for 30 years, you're, you know the flavor of San Francisco. It got it's, it got out there to people that like it's such a great place. October, you know, October in San Francisco. Are you kidding me? It's like a summer, you know. Um, so, uh, but then I mean, it happened because it, of course it happened. It's uh, the medical world and the tech world and um, people moving out here. Um, I I'm not crazy about what's going on with all the money and all the. Um, uh, you know, apartments going up, all these things changing, my friends being pushed out. But I'm kind of hypocritical too because, I, you know, we got a house here, you know, and we're trying to pay it off and it's stupid, crazy, you know, but luckily I have um, uh, this business that can help me afford that. Um, I'm really lucky. I'm really, I'm really grateful and I never forget that. And maybe that's part of the reason why I do give back, like I mentioned before, to 826 Valencia. Like, I would print their stuff for free because I feel this sense of, like, gratitude towards San Francisco and and feel so lucky to have what I have. Like, I feel like I need to give back, you know. Um, um, the importance of being uh, here to me is um uh you know and and raising my kids here is really important um but i just feel bad for seeing my friends being all pushed out um i don't know the answer i, I really don't i don't know how it can it's not going to go back but something needs to change something needs to change um like i got to sign a, a longer lease here Leases for artists need to... Something needs to be figured out. Lease for artists. 
people that, I mean, have been natives. That's the craziest thing. People that have been natives forever. You know, um, they like, they don't have a company like I do. And, and we make money here. Uh, they're just the local people that worked at the local real foods, you know, for years. How can people at real foods that work there and been here forever afford their... Right. They can't. Uh, becoming a legacy business, you get... There's certain uh, incentives for your landlord to sign longer leases. Um, you get... Which I'm glad you mentioned that because I have to do this before October. Um, you get grant money, I think, for each employee that works here. Um, I don't know what that is, but I hope that they just give us some money and I'll just give it to the workers. I mean, if, uh, or maybe we start a fund or do something with it, you know. Um, and then they're trying to brand it, right? They're trying to, they're trying to turn it around. It's not just saying that you're the oldest screen printer. They're trying to brand it to San Francisco and to San Franciscans as, listen, you have to use these companies first, these legacy businesses, or they're going to be gone. I guess that's what happened in New York, right? It's like they woke up one day and they're like, shit, all these small businesses are gone. And it's because of the commercial spots that they had, these greedy owners either turned them into condos or whatever and kicked out all the small businesses. But I guess in New York, they actually have rights now for commercial space, hmm. um, which we need in San Francisco. I heard it'll, it's, it's a pipe dream. It'll never happen because the developers would never go for it. But, you know, even me here, I mean, if, if some developer really wanted to come in here, we'd be out. You know, I, I have a lease, but that's a lease. They'd figure out a way around it. They'd figure out a way around yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, so, so for the legacy business, um, they're trying to brand it. They're trying to say, they're trying to get, and I also became a city supplier. And I'm hoping that that's going to help to be, do more local stuff. Which now, if the city hall or whoever comes to the, someone needs something for the city, Maybe it's the San Francisco Marathon or maybe something else that they'll go to legacy businesses first. And legacy businesses aren't just screen. They're anything, right? Like when I got my legacy business, it was Slim's, uh, a yoga studio. Oh, shit. I feel bad. I don't remember the name of it. Um, the Lab, which is a great place on 9th Street. Uh, Star and Plow. You mean other places that got their other status places as that well? Got their status. Okay. And there's only going to be like 200 or 300 of them. Hmm. And I think they already got 160. And I think they're talking about trying to put the vote up there again to get more because, you know, if it's going to start really helping people and it's changing San Francisco. Yeah. That story. So there were five of us applying for legacy status or legacy business two of the people were being evicted. Right. So they were just trying to get the legacy status just so they could try to go to the press and say, listen, we're getting kicked out and we've been here for 30 years, 40 years, and we're just getting booted yeah. for you know, higher rents, yeah. quadrupling. You know? right. um, and it's a bummer. Uh, it's, a, it's a sad part of 
and a real part of San Francisco now. Um, I don't know. I don't. I hope it changes. I hope it gets. I hope people can start staying. I don't know. Maybe with this new mayor, maybe some new programs like the legacy business. Maybe it will. Maybe I mean maybe the legacy business is the start of the of the change. Yeah. Um, it's limited to three hundred, like we said, but maybe something will come from that. Yeah. You know, like maybe the whole local thing too will really take off. Go to Chinatown, the older part of Grand Street. It's still here. Yeah. I was in the Castro the other day. I'm walking. We were walking to the Castro Theater to watch the Yellow Submarine, and we're walking down Seventeenth Street and. Uh, or coming from Dolores Park, we walked all the way up, and total crazy guy yelling at the pole. Some old businesses that I saw, and I felt like it could have been 1980. Yeah, you know, uh, people out on the stoop, mm-hmm. you know, and still gritty. Mm-hmm. Gritty is what I like. Yes, you know, gritty is like reminds me of San Francisco. Tenderloin still has it too. Gritty, yeah, I like gritty, and I hope San Francisco stays gritty, and I hope it stays weird too. It's like that's the part that bothers me a little bit when it starts becoming um, just you know everything is like Starbucks and electric skateboards and scooters. There's just so much more to it, you know. There's so much more to San Francisco than that. Check back next week. When San Francisco Giants manager of community and family programs, Bertha Fajardo, talks about her long career with the team. Music for this episode is by Joe Begale. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Follow Storied San Francisco on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our website, which has all the episodes, plus a store where you can help support the podcast by buying stuff from us, is storiedsf.com. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. Send comments and suggestions to storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.